Hello, and welcome to Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Salette. And this is Kalina. We're a podcast who reads and reviews paranormal romance novels. Thank you for joining us. We're happy you're back, and you're here for episode 156? 156. Wow. I guess this would be a really good time to sort of let everybody know the change, slight change. Sure. That we're making to our podcast. I know it doesn't match up with anything in the calendar world or the real world, but in our world, this is our final podcast of our sixth year. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Six years of doing this podcast. And so starting with our next one, we'll be entering our seventh year of podcasting. Woo-hoo. Oh, that's fucking crazy. That's so crazy. And with it, we have kind of come to a, a decision that... We love all of our books. We love we love paranormal, but we maybe have done too many of them. And we're getting Six a little bit burnt worth. out on some of the paranormal <laughs> and want to kind of explore. Individually, we each have been reading a lot more other subgenre books mm-hmm. in, in romance. Um, and so we're going to bring some of those into the podcast. We're going to do a lot more contemporaries, some historicals, Western, you know, just things that yeah. aren't paranormal. Just whatever we feel like. It becomes It'll become just a free-for-all romance podcast. Yeah, I'm super excited for it because I have been diving deep into a lot of contemporary and I really want to get into the other subgenres too and like thriller and what is it, historic? I haven't done a historical one yet. So like I'm really, really interested and excited about it. So yeah, there'll be a slight change to our slogan going forward. And you know, nothing, our, everything is going to be the same, our cadence and how we discuss things and stuff. It's just that our, our topics of conversation are going to be slightly different considering we won't have too many more vampire shifter magic talk. Yeah, you know, getting into a little bit more of the real world. There'll still be some of those, but we're hoping, yeah, to, yeah really. We're branch not completely out. getting rid of them. No, no, they'll no. Because I still have still a show up. There's still like certain series we have to finish up. <laughs> there really are, and some that we like to revisit, like this one that we're going to be reviewing today, mm-hmm. and other worlds that we completely love. So, yeah, absolutely, it's going to be exciting. I'm very excited for that. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to finish out year six with Mm -hmm. this book, Night in Leather by Holly Trent. I guess I should give you a quickie before we get started. Yeah. What is your favorite game app on your phone? Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, God, when I was uh, years and years and years ago, it used to be so much more than what it is now. (laughs) (laughs) And if we're talking about games specifically. Games specifically. And do you have any that you are play with people? Or okay. just by yourself, like one that you just interact with, you know, like a bejeweled type of thing or something, you know, where you just interact with it without another or ones that you have friends that you interact with okay. on your game app. So I will admit that I did Farmville for a very long time. <laughs> well, who didn't? Right. And I was my own, I don't even know what they're called anymore, but your own like harvest master or like farm co-op or something like that. And it was with my family. And so we all really got in there and played hardcore and, you know, did our selling and our harvesting and all of that stuff and all of the different promotional themes that they've had going on through the year. And at one point, I guess, the co-op I created, I made it public. And I opened the app one day and there were like a hundred people in my co-op. And I was like, holy shit, who are these people? (laughs) And it was fine for a while. And then they started taking over like the conversation and the notifications and stuff. And I was Mm -hmm. like, this is fucking annoying. So I started kicking everybody out one by one. (laughs) And these people, (laughs) it's so funny. They were like, oh shit, she's taking everybody out. And everybody was like, no, stop, please keep me. And I was just like go find another one. Like we literally aren't doing anything. I had a private conversation with my family and it was just, it was just so weird. And I didn't want to interact with strangers <laughs> so, <laughs> because I don't know who they were. And I didn't want them to like take over my co-op, which they sort of did. And so I kicked them all out. But anyway, I don't play it anymore. Occasionally I'll go in there or if like the boys are curious, they'll go in there. But I have this one. It's sort of a guilty pleasure. It's called Covet Fashion. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's just dressing models. All you do is dress models. You vote on other people's models for different themes that they have. And then you get your model voted on for the different theme. And you get to earn diamonds and money. And you get to buy more outfits and different makeup. And 
you know, I mean, it's kind of cool. They they highlight different things that are happening throughout the month, you know, like if it's Black history or if it's Asian Pacific or like, you know, just mm-hmm. women in history and things like that. It's really fun, but it takes up so much of my time. And I don't know <laughs> if you do this too, but I do the Google rewards. Have you ever heard of those? I mean, my phone periodically tells me I have them, but I don't know what they are. So you actually earn real money. Real money? It's, yeah. I mean, it's like 10 cents at a time, but it's, you do a survey and sometimes I'll ask, Hey, did you visit one of these stores today? And King Supers will be one of them. And I'll click King Supers and I'll say, how did you make your purse? And yeah. so you go through all this stuff and then you get like 30 cents that gets put into a bucket for you. And and like right now, I have $31. Holy shit. Yeah. And it, I mean, it takes forever, obviously, because it gives you like 10 cents at a time. But I have like $30 in my bank. And so I use it to buy covet things. <laughs> well, yeah, because I don't like buying things in these games. No, so I, will I just not. wait until the things are free. Exactly. And I will not use my real money. But because this is like Axe's real money, and I didn't actually, I did mm-hmm. a survey for it. And I would use it. So there is Google Rewards. It's like, literally, it's a blue icon that says rewards. But you can do it and you'll get a survey pop up every once in a while. And it's anywhere from 10 cents to I think I got a dollar once for a really long survey. Mm. So, yeah, it's really interesting. But that that's what I, that's the app that I like <laughs> to play. And I don't play with anybody else on that one. I think it's, there are other people, obviously, but none yeah, of yeah, my yeah, sure. other friends, I think, ever play it. No, I've never heard of that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have two games that I play. Um, one that's just for me, which is Manchington Mansion. Matchington Mansion, um, which is just like any of those Bejeweled or um, Mm. what was the the Candy Crush one? You have to like put together three things. Yeah. And uh, like you have a board and you have to match three things together and they disappear and, you know, there's bombs and Mm -hmm. firecrackers and things, whatever. In this world, they're pillows because it's a decorating game. They're pillows pillows okay because at the behind like so you do all of that because you match it up and you like it it's it's fun whatever that's really what i like playing (laughs) but then behind it i also decorate a mansion oh nice i see okay (laughs) so like i earn stars and then i use the stars to buy things to go in the mansion it's dumb but it's also it's like one of those mindless i'm on my level is eleven thousand two hundred something what? Yeah, I've played 11,000 of these levels. That is so funny. <laughs> to the point where they run out of levels every week. And so you get new levels on Thursday and you get like, they, you know, they put out, I don't know how many, 30 some levels and I play them really fast. But then by Saturday, I've run out of them. And so now they, I just get back into old levels where they that just like so- play old levels over and over again. That's hilarious. (laughs) But anyway, that's my mindless, you know, that's where I'm just like laying down watching TV and I'm just like, Mm -hmm. and I'm just Mm -hmm. sitting there like moving pillows, different colored pillows next to each other. So that one's mindless. And then my my fun one like that I play with people is Words with Friends. Mm, Yes. Okay. I love that. And I think the characters in our book, I think she hinted at that. She didn't say Words with Friends, but she asked him if he would play word games and said that Simone won't play him with her anymore. (laughs) Mm-hmm. The I only one I play that. with now is my mom. No one, everyone else has gone away, but she and I still play. Yeah, if I remember, I do like that. That's one of my favorites too. We should play it. We should. And I'll, okay, we'll start a game. I, I love how they give you the option to start a new game after you finish one game. So if both of us do it, then it you have two games. Keeps, well, and then you've got four, and then you've got six. <laughs> mom and I are very good about. Oh, good. Seeing okay. who started the last game and then letting, like, oh. so let's say, say I end the game and I look at the board and I can see that it was her start, then I will start it. But if I, I look see. at the board and I was like, oh, I was the first, ge- I was the first play last game, then I won't start one and she starts it. That's so funny. We've I never, like, occasionally we'll accidentally both start one and so we'll have two going, but. And, and you'll finish them both and then. Yeah. Just not and then not yeah. the other one. Because yeah. it really is only, it's more fun to have just one game yeah i mean a a friend of ours or a friend of mine i think we at some point had like eight games going i was like this is overkill (laughs) that becomes like a chore then and not fun like i like to open it up we usually also like we it's not like we're waiting on each other because we don't we're never on it at the same time so like she gets up and and plays first thing in the morning and then usually i play at some point during the day and then maybe she'll play maybe she'll play another word in the evening so maybe we get two or three words in in a day 
Oh, that's so cool. Okay. So it's not like I don't feel the pressure to like stay in the game and immediately answer with a word. Okay. At least that's not how how she and I play. But yeah, that's my my fun game. I was trying to think of a game that maybe – I feel like it is – I don't know. I don't know that many games, but you don't think the the one in the book – is supposed to be like a Farmville, but not like yeah. a, like a sieve. <laughs> yes, yeah, like yeah, a civilization like a or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have to build a world. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we should get to the book because now we've I, talked about cell games <laughs> that eat up all naps. of our time. <laughs> phone app games. You're welcome. <laughs> Matchington Mansion game that I don't even know who makes you. But right, exactly. That eats up too much of my time, and I'm on the eleven thousand. <laughs> I think that's fucking hilarious. All right. So, yeah, like Kalina said, we read Night in Leather. It's the book two of The Hearth Motel by Holly Trent, narrated by Piper Down. So let's uh, quits notes. So I don't know if um, everybody went back and refreshed their memory with last <laughs> <laughs> the last book, which was Prince in Leather from episode 115. So this is in that book, we were introduced to Simone and Heath who are, um, Simone grew up thinking she was a human in the human world. And then she discovers all of a sudden that she's not, she's a fairy. Mm-hmm. And she is the fated maid of Heath, the prince of the fairy realm. And she also has a curse that means she ha- cannot leave this hotel. Um, she's stuck tied to this hotel, or at least somebody in her bloodline is tied to the hotel, as long as there are guests. And so so they're, that happened last book, and now they're all hanging out at the hotel. There's a whole horde of biker fairies that have set up base there. They used to be in the uh, you know, human realm because they would, like, retrieve rogue fairies from humanity. They worked for Rhiannon, the, the queen of the fairies, and he's mm-hmm. mom. But they have since broken with her because she's a wild and crazy girl. And... <laughs> Now they're working now they're working against her and they have found out all this other stuff and so she's kind of mad at them and they can't go back to the fairy world anymore because she'll trap them and hurt them and be be evil and mean. Um so they're hanging out at the hotel and Simone's best human friend who spent like grew up together mm-hmm. thinking that Simone was human, Dasha, comes for a surprise visit. She's really kind of hitting a a weird spot in her life. She she's had a terrible ex relationship that is is over. Um, he's in jail. That's how bad things went. Though mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. so he, he didn't go to jail directly for the things he did to her, but she helped put him there because he was a bad dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't trust herself very much because she made a lot of bad decisions, like trusting him and 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 being with him for as long as she was. And then she's also kind of bored of her job. She's in marketing, but she does doesn't find it as fun as she used to. And and she wants to hang out more with her friend Simone and. And, you know, check out these, like, fairy things. Like, yeah. what's going on in the fairy world, right? Hot motorcycle fairies? <laughs> They're, like, hot leather, right? you know, motorcycle riding, leather wearing, mm-hmm. sexy-ass, Scottish brogue yes. accent having dudes. Yeah. And so she shows up at the hotel and everyone's, like, kind of freaking out because it turns out last time she was there, Ethan, um, one of the fairies, was like, damn, that's my mate. I know immediately that that's my mate. And so they've been trying to keep him away from her for six months because they're afraid that he was going to, like, just show up and be like, you're my mate. Let's go. And she'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Which is really what he wanted to do. (laughs) Because in fairy world, they know that they are each other's mates. And Mm -hmm. so they both feel it simultaneously. But because she's a human, she doesn't have that same mate draw mate pull mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess and she's you know uh, she's injured she's she's uh got issues she's recovering and yeah she's, she's, she's got baggage she needs to fork mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. so she shows up everyone's kind of tiptoeing around her they're like oh heath and simone keep setting up these like okay you guys can hang out we'll be in the same room with you you can talk don't talk about these things like she, they're giving <laughs> heath like all or uh, ethan all these rundowns of what he can and can't discuss and he's like i how am i supposed to make this work if you won't let me talk about myself or anything fairy like right. they don't want her too inundated with fairy stuff and this and that and so it's it's pretty funny a lot deals with how much the fairies eat which is way too much um, they eat he, so much 
He's a special kind of fairy because he has the shifting magic, so he can turn into animals at will, and that's very rare. It's only his family that can do that. So there's other fairies that really want to mate with him Mm -hmm. because if they can have offspring with him, then they will bring that magic into their lines, their lineage. That's the way that fairies kind of operate is they can't individually get more magic for themselves. But if they can make good matches, then they can bring more magic into their families Mm -hmm. for their children's sake. So there's this mermaid that he fucked like 40 years ago and Laurel, she's named Laurel. And she shows up because she's like, you're my mate. I can't get you. And he's like, no, I'm not. And so she's, she's there to cause trouble. And Dasha's there and all this trouble's happening. And she keeps going into the fairy realm because she's human. She can without, she doesn't set off any alarms. So like they get word that Ethan's mom is sick. They have this curse that makes them sick every 30 years for a couple of weeks. And so she's sick. She's in one of her turns. And Ethan wants to go to her, but he can't because he would set off the alarms. So Dasha goes to say, hey, I'm from your son. Uh, he says hi. <laughs> yeah. And like she talks to what would be her in-laws, basically. And they're all like, you're his mate. That's cool. And he's, she's like, well, we'll see. <laughs> she's like, I'm not so sure. And they're like, are you rejecting my son? And she's like, no, no, I haven't rejected anyone. I just don't know what this just is all about. <laughs> not there yet. Give me some time. Anyway, and then, you know, there's just a lot. So there's a lot of world building and stuff happening. But it, the really cute piece between the two of them is they start, like, he really is appreciative when she, the first time she goes in to, to visit his mom and, mm-hmm. like, get, you know, uh, a report from them that she's okay. She really is okay. And he knows she's going to survive it because it is just every 30 years it takes them down. Yeah. It doesn't kill them. It just makes them very weak and they have to stay in bed for like two, three weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's still worried. I mean, it's his mom. He doesn't like that. And he can't go visit her. So it's extra challenging. So he's very, like, he's very appreciative. He's like, let's, you know, let me take you out to dinner because she missed dinner because of it too. And so. (laughs) Yeah, she also doesn't, well, she doesn't get to eat very much. She does not because he eats her food 90% (laughs) of the time. I am very concerned for her. I'm like, she needs food too, dude. Stop eating her fucking food. Um, And so they go out to dinner and they're kind of talking for the first time, like really talking. They play themselves. Just themselves. Yeah. Not with anyone else around. And she's kind of getting to know him more and figuring out what this all really means. And he's like, look, we're actually already married. That's how intense this magic is. And he shows her that the day they met in the records office of this you know town or the state mm-hmm. of a petition like a, a marriage certificate was filed for both of them immediately <laughs> like and neither of them did that he didn't nope. do it she didn't do it that's what it's the magic just does the magic yeah so the minute mates find each other even the in the human world the magic makes them permanent mm-hmm. marriage so she's like i'm fucking married <laughs> i mean can you fucking can you imagine that <laughs> oh god no oh how pissed oh. would you be <laughs> Well, I'd be fucking pissed. I mean, especially depending on how long ago it had happened, because I'm like, there's tax incentives I could have been utilizing. Oh my god, that's so- <laughs> and paying married taxes instead of fucking single person taxes, oh, and so nobody funny. told me. <laughs> the government fucking owes me, man. Yeah, like I should get some money back, right? <laughs> I, I mean, that's the, like too. the one reason I would get married would be for the fucking financial you know, there incentive, are financial benefit. <laughs> To it, which is bonkers to me, but whatever. The only reason I do it would be like, well, at least I get a fucking tax break. <laughs> Such a weird thing. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's it's so crazy. And she's like, okay, well, you know, I've she's trying to get through her stuff, and he's like, I know you have shit and and all those issues, but just like I just want to be there for you. Like I just want to protect you and love you, yeah. and I think you're amazing, and and I'm really happy that fates picked you for me like you're everything Mm -hmm. i want you to be like you're because she's super sassy and strong and like she does all those helpful she's super she just is a hands-on helpful person like she dives in and cleans the room from one of the guests that left it a mess and she you know takes on all of these roles around the fairies and this isn't this isn't the first time she's gone into the fairy realm to kind of like check on their loved Mm -hmm. ones because she's the only one that can 
Yeah. And so, yeah, she's just like hands on. I'll help out when, you know, she wants to be helpful. She wants to do the right thing for people. She just is nervous about being in a relationship where Mm -hmm. somebody will like tell her what to do and control her again because that's how her old one went. So he's like, well, let's just spend some time together and let's be around people because she seems to be a little bit more at ease with him if there's people around he's like well look mm-hmm. perfect solution i have a roommate there i share the room with sully and so he'll just be there too we won't even shut the door it'll be fine <laughs> it's it's I, I don't know if i mean if you guys are listening and you listen to the first book it's something that they do they have this pairing with a different fae like he's had tom and now ethan has sully it's just this really weird it's fun. It's their I partner, really like right? It. Their partner, you know? yeah. They're, like they have a mate, but then they have like their sole partner, which is like their, their other fairy partner. partner. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. And so they go back to the room, and they're all like touching, and and he's like, mm-hmm. "Don't." He's like, "Okay, if you Look. touch me much more, I'm just gonna explode." <laughs> he's like, "It's, it's been, been a long so time," long. And, and he wants her so bad. And yeah, I want you some that, and I just don't have control that way anyway. Yep. He's like, I'm naturally a really fast, uh, off the mark kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> My body's pretty explosively responsive, but it's good to go again right away, like super yeah, fast. That's it's just, true. His recovery just, points. <laughs> it just climaxes very quickly. Yeah. Um, but all of them are very fertile. He's done the test. <laughs> He went yes. to a sperm bank and had him tested, like five that. loads back to back within 25 minutes, and they all have the same potency of sperm, which is They're such a just... funny thing to know. <laughs> it is. It is. I love that that was part of the story. <laughs> He's like, I got to know this anyway. So so she's kind of like, you know, rubbing on him and she's like, because she is attracted to him. She's like, he is yeah. super fucking hot. I mean, yes. Full on f- giant six foot plus fairy man, like magically gorgeous, right? You can imagine. Yeah. And there hasn't been anything that he's done to really make her feel uncomfortable. It's just the thought of being someone's mate. That yeah. Is like- and and he did, he is around her a lot. Like he, he follows her and like keeps an eye on her and that makes her uncomfortable because her last ex was a, was a stalker. Yes. That's um, true. But she has noticed that he also backs off every time she starts to indicate that she's uncomfortable. Yep. Like he seems to be able to read her and then he like backs away and goes to the other side and talks to other people. And so she's noticing that he's working very hard on it. He's yes. picking up on her cues versus um, her ex that just kept obliterating her boundaries. So she's like, okay, this is fine. And she's like, let's, you know, I'll just do this. And she, so she, she, you know, gives him a good blowjob and he's like gone real fast. And she's like, cool. Like, barely. Her mouth is barely on the tip of his dick. <laughs> And she's yeah. like, that's fun. And she's yeah. like, well, this is this works out well for me because she's like, I don't actually like long sex. She's I like, I often drawn out. <laughs> get really tired of it when they're just banging away on me. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> let's be done. So she's like, this is fine. This will be good. And he's like, you don't have to tell you that for me. You know, he, he doesn't believe her. He thinks she's like making it up to... To, to make him feel better. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, I know that's not ideal. I know it's not ideal that I don't go long that I can't be a long-term lover or whatever. And she's like, no, nah, that's totally cool. Just get it in, get it done. <laughs> like, let's be done at it. Anyway, I so mean, they're having a very, very blunt conversation about it. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because it's the kind of thing like that you should talk about with your partner, right? Absolutely. So then they go to sleep and then they wake up and she's all like, hmm, I'm feeling a little bit horny now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she takes him for a ride. A really nice, quick, exactly yeah. like you know, what they discussed, right? And then Sully's mm-hmm. standing there at the doorway, <laughs> just like, hey, what's up? And she's like, oh, Sully. I just like picture him eating an apple, just like I thought watching, he was. Like, I thought he was eating cereal. <laughs> That's what I was envisioning because it was, it was breakfast. So I was just like. He was having breakfast of some sort. Just, yeah. just holding the bowl, spooning the cereal <laughs> into his mouth, watching his Good friend have it. sex. <laughs> and it's something that both Simone and, well, I guess Simone is used to it now, but da- now Dasha has to get used to it because Simone had that same thing with Tom and he was actually in the room. Well, like, and now she and Tom, fuck. That's very true. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, anyway, so they do this and, you know, she's betting on the fact that they're all very open about how fairies aren't very fertile. There's not mm-hmm. that high... Um, 
procreation rate. They don't have a high birth rate. It's very hard for them. Um, and so even though they're very, very long lived, like hundreds and hundreds of years long, most pairs have like one or two kids. They just don't mm -hmm. have that many kids because it just doesn't happen for them very easily. And so she didn't take any precautions because she's like, that's fine. He's not very fertile. Said, even though he literally told you last night <laughs> that he's very, very fertile. He is very fertile. <laughs> that it's always mm -hmm. the women. It's the egg problem. Yeah. <laughs> Not the sperm problem. Not the sperm problem. It's the egg problem in fairy women that make them not have that many kids. But anyway, <laughs> if you guys can guess where we're going with this, she's definitely pregnant by the end of this book. Come on. With <laughs> twins. twins. Of course. <laughs> so um, she goes into the fairy. They have to like, there's all this stuff with the realm is collapsing. The magic mm -hmm. is breaking. They're trying to get people out of the realm. The more people they get out of the realm, the weaker Rhiannon's magic is. All this shit is happening. She goes back. Oh, Laurel fucks around and does something that gets her trapped in the realm, basically. She goes back to, to pass on a message. Dasha goes back to pass on a message. She's not supposed to be there very long. But Laurel's working for Rhiannon and manages to, like, close off all the ways. Mm -hmm. And so she gets trapped on that side. Ethan punches through with the help of a goddess. There's also gods and goddesses involved in the whole shenanigans. Yes, there are. And so he's with her. They're staying at his parents' place. And that's when she finds out about Laurel. Because they've also been keeping Laurel from her because they didn't want her to get scared. And, like... Yeah. <laughs> like avoid Ethan because of this whole Laurel situation. So then they have to talk about that. And she's mad at him for a while. And her his parents are like smacking him upside the head every time he tries to talk. Because <laughs> they're definitely on her side. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's one of those funnier tropes it's where so cute. the in-laws are like, my own kid's an asshole. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like my in-law better. Anyway. It's so awesome. Um, so they're hanging out in fairy and she's just like, this is weird. They have some more sex, which is really, which is hot. Because um, mm -hmm. then she gets over it, right? You know, and then she. Oh, yeah. Now she's just like, well, she's like, fine. Look, we both have exes. It happens. Let's do it in this workshop in the middle Let's of the woods. It's cool. Do it in this workshop in the middle of the woods. <laughs> and then Colin walks in and sees. Because <laughs> apparently everyone is always going to watch her have sex. Always. And then and Colin is a merman. Well, he is right? the son of Poseidon. He's he is a merman, but he's like the alpha merman, like he's like mm -hmm. the the head merman. Yes. <laughs> Cuz he's go he's a demigod, not a fairy. But he's trying to help with the Laurel situation and then they have to like they set a trap for her and she almost kills Dasha, but then they stop her and then they set her mind to rights cuz it turns out she's First off, they seem to imply that for mermaids, the, the merfolk are stupid. Yeah, really are airy. not very bright, have been too inbred, and are very, very dumb. <laughs> and so she's like, it's not that she's malicious about any of this. She just has been told that he's her mate, and so she thinks he is, and she's trying Believe to get him. It. And yes. it's not like she really, like, as she talks, you're just like, oh, she's just dumb. So, she just doesn't get it. It's not... <laughs> So we don't hate Laurel. We're just like sad for Laurel because we're like, oh, Laurel. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah. And then, you know, they get out. People get out. The book wraps up and they're happy. They're together. They're married. They're about to have kids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's all fine. Yeah. If you guys want to get into the details of the book, you're going to have like the story. Behind you just it have the to read it. You really do have to read it. And it's a good listen. I think it's really great. I think there's one piece that she does that I do not like. Can you guess what it is? Pipers? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's either going to be the breathing. <laughs> I mean, you know, we mm -hmm. don't want you not to breathe, mm -hmm. but no, I don't. I don't know. What is it? It's when she does the laughs for any character. It's <laughs> Oh, and it's all, it's the same exact laugh. It's the laugh. same laugh. And it's for <laughs> yes. all of them. She's always like, and then he laughed. <laughs> and I'm That's like, exactly. <laughs> when I... When I first heard it for Ethan, I was like, oh, yeah, that's actually a really good laugh. But then she did it for everybody else. I was like, oh, and she did it in the first laugh. book. And I distinctly remember in the first book being like, what the fuck is that laugh? Oh, that's so funny. I forgot about it. I didn't even Because it's even very it distinctly. <laughs> it's, it's not. Exactly that. It's not laughter. It is the the sound. <laughs> it's just a little <laughs> chuckle. And it's a deep chuckle. Like, it's not like <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and you're like, oh, that's what hilarious. is that? that is good. So that's the I only thing I do, that, that, I mean, it's not bad. It's just the only thing that I'm kind of like, oh, no. But the rest of, she has like 17 different Scottish Accents. brogues. And I yes. don't know how you have that. It's amazing. It's she, really good to She has to. different male and female Scottish mm-hmm. brogues for every character because half the characters are Scottish. It's crazy. It's really good. And you could tell the difference between when, like, Simone and Dasha speak to each other. You could tell the difference between the characters in there. Yes, they have different voices and all of them. It's wild. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. So if you guys don't want to read it, read it. Listen to it. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I would have liked more sex. I feel like there was more sex in book one than in book two. I feel like we got a lot of story in this one and a lot less. Yeah relationship yeah because we got the, you know just the intro of the story a little bit in the first book and really a lot of simone and heath mm-hmm. i i think you're right i think there was a lot more sex in the first one or maybe even not a lot more but more i was gonna ask cause you seem to remember a lot better than i can i feel like there was that doesn't mean there was <laughs> right uh, yeah i mean obviously that i can't think remember that the there was <laughs> For me, I think the intensity, like the relationship, not just between Heath and Simone, but Tom was there too. Mm-hmm. So I think having having him there and what the experiences and learning about his curse and all of that intensified the relationship between the prince and the princess, you know, mm-hmm. whereas this one, it really is just Dosh and Ethan because Sully doesn't, no. like he doesn't get involved at no, all. No, 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 Well, he has his own mate he's trying to... He does have his own mate that he's trying to work on, but they know. won't let him either because she's also human. <laughs> I do love, I do love that all of the, like, Simone and Heath are, like, really trying to put a cap on all of these fae. Like, leave these women alone. <laughs> like, we know that you guys are mates and you guys are going to eventually be together, but you have to give them time. And they're really good about it, but they seem to complain about it a lot, too. <laughs> they definitely do. Well, and because she's, um, I forgot her name. Uh, but she's the waitress up at the the like seafood shack up, up she the has way. An interesting name. She does have mm-hmm. a really fun name, but she doesn't even know about fairies. Like Dasha at least found out about fairies six months ago when uh, Simone found out about fairies. Mm-hmm. So she knows about them, and she's just trying to figure the whole thing out. Whereas the the waitress woman, who is Sully's mate, doesn't even know about magic and fairies. Mm-hmm. So they have to mm-hmm. start really at the beginning. <laughs> With her, and they aren't even trying, which I think is so no. funny. I'm like, you're around these people; they look magical. Like, like everything about this world feels mm-hmm. magical. Like, you should be picking up on it, unless you're, you know, completely oblivious to it. Although, you know, imagine if we all of a sudden met magical people. Like, <laughs> if I met a giant clan of bikers that all looked like these guys, I would probably assume they were magical. I'd be like, whoa. And then I'd be the weirdo who would be asking them about the, like, like, are you all dragons? And they'd have to dispatch you because now you you know their secret. (laughs) And just ask them all kinds of questions. And they'd be like, what the fuck is this human? (laughs) That's right. I do. That's right. I fucking know your story. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Awesome. So that, it's a fun, I really liked it. I do think I had forgotten about this world. We hadn't done it in a while. Mm-hmm. And I just, as soon as like it started, I was like, oh, this is one of my, like, this one is fun. I really like yeah, this world. Yeah, it started to come back to you as, as soon as you started hearing Piper speaking and mm-hmm. then reintroducing the characters again. I, I've asked it too. I like, I came back, I was just like, oh yeah, I remember really liking this story because we loved it. The, the first one was great. And I liked this one, I think, just as equally. And mm-hmm. it is a fun world. It's a fun world. I mean... It falls into the category of the Honey Badger series too, where oh, okay. there's a lot of world. Yeah. There's a, mm-hmm. lot, of a lot of characters. So the names come at you hard and fast and they all have all these intricate relationships to each other. And you're like, okay. Um, mm-hmm. And it's hard to track them and you don't really need to. It's all background stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. It gives it color and flavor and stuff to the world, but the the relationships obviously the piece that you're more focusing in on and interested in, and I like that. So it's just they're very cute. Like these fairies are very <laughs> sweet. <laughs> they really are. Even though they're not, they're like you know they're forced crass. for sure. They're like they're crass and they talk pretty plainly and you know like yeah. like they're not couth and they're invasive almost like they're, they just they came in and they just took over this hotel i mean it helps simone and she actually gets to escape for you know short periods of time yes. 
which she didn't get to do before. So that's really nice. But <laughs> but they're like they just polite. They they didn't grow yeah, up with human em, like human emotions and human culture and human mm-hmm. politeness. Like they just don't know how to behave in that way. But it's still very like they're still just good people. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. I really enjoyed them. And I love the the you know like Simone and Dasha's relationship having grown up together and like having all the stories from like college together and all this you know like but not knowing that Simone was magical so there's this very normal human friendship you Mm -hmm. know a a Mm -hmm. friendship of of ladies and they're looking out for each other they want to be there and and, like help each other and figure out what this weird world that they're falling into is And I can't, like, we didn't get any of it in the book, but I really was like, how is she going to explain to Simone she's pregnant? (laughs) Oh, I know. I was thinking about that, too. I mean. Because Simone was, like, trying to keep her away from Ethan. I mean, she she keeps going, like, like, I know once you get there, you're going to have a great, like, you and Ethan are going to be in love and it's going to be great. But I don't want to push this on you, so I'm giving you space. Giving you all the space. Imagine, like, just a week has happened and she walks back from the fairy (laughs) realm and is like, by the way, I have twins on the way. And it's almost kind of like, come on, did you really think me like I was going to hold out for that long being stuck in the fair, even though it happened before? It definitely happened in here. (laughs) In this hotel that you have. Yeah. Speaking of, let's go back to that scene. Sure. (laughs) Where she she finally is agreeing to lay down with him after talking and, you know, getting to know each other a little bit better. and, And, you know, like they're all just very open about it. So she like pulls it out or he pulls it out and she can't get her hand around <laughs> do you remember that yeah. description she's like it's bigger around than my wrist yes. and i'm like oh no oh, i literally as i was listening to i was listening to it in bed dan was on his phone right next to me and i was just like i giggled and i was just like ah. and then i did like the hand motion of like this where my fingers don't wrap around i was just like holy shit dan just looked at me and then like he didn't ask he did not ask because he knew i was in my books <laughs> It's like, I it's don't pretty obvious. <laughs> if I'm making like a crescent shape with my fingers. <laughs> oh my god, can you oh, can you imagine that? I just I just I love those descriptions. I think they're so great. <laughs> I do too. And I love how cuz he was embarrassed. Well, not embarrassed, but he was like nervous what he wasn't gonna like measure up right because of his right his quick trigger as we're gonna quick to the draw right Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Mm -hmm. he's like i just am not gonna last long he's like after the first one i might get a little bit longer but not much i still am gonna be very fast yeah it's just something in his biology right and he Mm -hmm. knows it and he is like normally like fairies don't give a fuck so (laughs) right well and and he nor actually almost in that sense he sort of doesn't give a fuck either because how many men would actually admit to that you know True. So he was like having this conversation and been opening up to her about it. And be like, I don't give a fuck. Well, I mean, I, mean, I do care about care. what you think, but I think he was. You know, doing I gotta let you know. Otherwise, he he didn't want her to assume she that he that it would get longer over time. I think that was his big concern because I think in normal like non fairy humans, <laughs> sure. You mean the experiences we have? Maybe. <laughs> Like a first time could be really quick because if it's, you know, has been a while or it's first time with new partners, you're like a little bit extra excited, right? Yeah. Men can be a little bit fast off the mark, right? But then usually after trials and experiments Mm -hmm. and and, and stuff, it does kind of desensitize a little bit and you can get longer, more prolonged experiences, right? Uh, But Ethan's like, that'll never happen for me. I'm always going to be fast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's always going to be like, bam, 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 done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he wants to tell her because he's afraid it's going to be disappointing, right? And so he's being very open about it because otherwise she will experience it and he won't. And he just doesn't know if she's going to be disappointed or not. Right. She's just like, I'm intrigued by this idea because I don't like long drawn out sex. I look look at this. Sometimes I just get bored of the pounding. Let's just get it over with. So this is a good segue into our kiss and tell. And that's exactly this conversation, which is about, I guess, like the expectations of sex, you know, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the conversations around it. Like, do you have them with your partner or is it uncomfortable Obviously, it's okay, you know, having that same feelings or different feelings and how you work through them. Because I honestly, I relate a little bit to Dasha in the sense where like, 
I enjoy sex. Of course, I love having sex. I think sex is amazing, but I also don't need it to last 40 minutes. I don't need it I to don't last want it 15 to last. minutes. No, let's, right. let's be reasonable <laughs> let's here. Let's just be real. Um, especially if it really depends on how you're defining it, right? Sure. Typically, okay. in our culture, sex is defined as from penis, vagina, penetration through ejaculation. Mm, so it really okay. hangs on, one, right. the male member and its experience. So as long as it's in the vagina up until when it ex- – that's what sex is. Everything else is called foreplay or, you know, other I stuff, see. right? Okay. Mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. I'm just saying that that is kind of terminology. What When right. people say sex, they mean. And, yeah, if that small thing just – a dick in the vagina is sex and that's gonna last for 40 minutes no fucking thank you <laughs> there's not enough lube <laughs> my <laughs> my organs will get tired of this situation yes. they do not appreciate being forced open that long <laughs> and being like the repetitive like mm-hmm. friction is the friction the friction's gonna get too much yeah, it, it, you almost become desensitized, almost like what you or said earlier. Or hypersensitized, like like, mm. but not mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. pleasant way, in an uncomfortable way. Sure, where things start to feel painful. Yes, right? and not not as good. And so, I think water sex exacerbates that. By the way, a hundred percent. It's a terrible 100%. idea. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> as we've already discussed. Now, if we're going to expand the definition to be any intimacy from, Mm, mm -hmm. you know, kissing and and touching all the way through, then that can last longer. Sure. Like that can be more like the stuff that would typically be considered foreplay, but that really debases it into saying that it's only the stuff that has to exist before penetrative sex. But really, it should be the intimacy and the pleasure Mm -hmm. of two people exploring each other. Yeah. That can last longer. That's I'm fine with. That includes like oral and touching and toys and all that stuff and in my experience is that is that that is the full obviously the full session (laughs) (laughs) it's not just counted in the in the intercourse of it and while it does end when the orgasms are completed i guess it doesn't really though because then there's the cuddling afterwards and this the talking afterwards and it, it is this long process but that is what's more desirable than just like 30 minutes of continuous pounding. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I also agree. I'm kind of in a weird situation right now with, you know, I'm in the dating world, in the Mm -hmm. dating apps and stuff. And this one guy who I'm kind of seeing, we've talked a lot about it, like in text and like, you know, stuff. And then when it gets to the moment of, he's very focused on just the official definition. Oh, of se- just yes. And like I keep the intercourse trying, part yes, of it? Yes. Okay. And I keep trying to be like, no, how about more of this? And like, right. you know, and he, he'll start for a little while, but then he's just ready to go. He wants to get that done and over with. And I'm just like, I just don't, this is not fun. It's not fun. Okay. That's the oh, bottom no. line. Sorry, guys. It's <laughs> not, not fun. No, don't be sorry. I'm not that sorry. Is. It's just, I'm like, so then I'm like, well, that sucked. Um <laughs> And so I gave him another chance. I was like, let's try again. Yeah. With like more of this stuff for me. Because I like this stuff. This is what sure. I like. This is good for me. This is great. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like, And telling him what I want and putting his hands where I want. And I get like a minute or two of it. And then it's just penis. And I'm like, oh. hmm. Interesting. Now, I wonder if this is a man who has to confess why he has, <laughs> why he won't last long. <laughs> And like, you know, maybe take a leaf out of Ethan's book and have these discussions and, you know, I don't know. I've kind of tried. We haven't gotten, you know, Mm. and then I finally was like, well, I told you what I wanted and I didn't get it. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Darn. I get a lot of apologies like after, like, he's just like, I just, you know, he's like, I know I'm not going as long as I could. But honestly, if that's all we're going to do, I'd rather it not be long. I mean, (laughs) I'm perfectly fine with it not being long. If this is all you're going to give me, I think this amount of time this is perfect. This isn't fun for me. This is, no, it's not great. He's like, hell oh, bet wow. he's going to find my G-spot and hit it. And I'm like, you're never going to. So just get off. <laughs> Don't you know that's a mystery point in a woman's body? Actually, it's not a mystery it's it's there, but it's so. <laughs> there, but it's not. I don't know. For me, it's not that important. I, I 
okay, maybe I should just say I haven't found it to be. Like, no one has discovered it and made it matter. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's okay. not the thing that matters the clit matters the g-spot yeah. i don't know what it does <laughs> i don't even know it's my own body <laughs> i've tried it with toys and i'm like i don't know what the fuck you are and where you're <laughs> <laughs> so if i can't find it you don't have a lot of it probably hope. is yeah <laughs> anyway <laughs> Uh, so yes, it's definitely awkward too, right? Because like mm-hmm. I do, like I promote this. We talk about it on the podcast all the time about talking about it, and I've been very open with him about it, and and I just don't feel like I'm getting the same. No, it has to be reciprocal. You both have to be on the same page on that, otherwise, it's not gonna work. And yeah, I'm just like that's okay. Like, but I think the key piece and what I have for a fun fuck fact, and it's not so much in the book, but it is something, is that having an orgasm as the destination isn't necessarily the key to the pleasure of the experience of the intimacy Mm -hmm. between two people, because it's not always going to happen for both partners. And it alone doesn't make the whole experience pleasurable. Like the pleasure comes from so many other facets. I just like being the skin to skin touching intimacy part. Like that's just so like, because you just don't get that in your day to life. Like you don't touch Mm -mm. people and that's fine. It'd be weird. (laughs) If we walked around naked touching (laughs) each other. But it is healing. Like it's, it's something we need as people. Like it it is is a tactile experience Mm -hmm. that your body is Mm -hmm. just like, like it's, it's healthy for you. It's for Mm -hmm. your physical and mental state to have that tactile skin to skin touching is very like, and I just could spend so much more time doing that Mm -hmm. and that pleasuring than anything else. So, yeah. And I mean, I tell all of my partners about this podcast, they could just listen and find out what I think. I mean, they really, really could just (laughs) listen to these parts. She gives a pretty good detailed descriptions of what she wants and they're not big asks. No. It's not like something that is completely impossible to do. Dan loves it when I like rub his back or just like his arms when I groom him. Like he loves that. And for him, it's that same exact thing for you. It is the attention. Mm-hmm. It's receiving that that love and care from the person that you want to be with. like, you know, that body massages, even though I don't massage, I just rub. Yeah. I'm not great with know? the massage either. I try a little yeah. bit, but I don't have sure. training. So no, in fact, I just really like, yeah, I like petting. Yeah. Petting. <laughs> I have a, I have a thing we've, we've discussed. I really like hairy bear men. And so <laughs> nice. like just running your fingers through their hairy bear chest. Yeah. I just fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, I mean, Dan doesn't have that, but like he, he has hair on his head. So, you know, I love running and he loves it too. He loves it when I just run my fingers through his hair and across his scalp. And, you know, Dan will be watching TV on the, on the couch and he's laying down and I'll just walk over there and stick my butt in his face. And he'll just like, you know, start rubbing my butt for about a minute. And then I walk away. Like my butt. (laughs) Just rub rub my butt. butt. Touch my butt. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the only thing I want really. Like if it's a back rub and all that other stuff, I don't really care for it, but I want you to rub my butt. I need some butt love. (laughs) I do too. I understand the funky butt love. I love it. I love it. But I'm sorry. Anyway, so what is that article you read? Oh, sorry. I should find it and (laughs) tell you about it and then we'll share it. So it's from healthline.com and it is called, if sex has to have a goal, it should be pleasure, not orgasm. Here's Mm -hmm. why. And it is by Gabriel Cassell from August 31st of 2020. And so I'm just going to read a couple of bits about it, like, Aren't orgasms pleasurable? Sure, but not all are because there are bad orgasms, forced orgasms, and painful orgasms. And then it kind of describes what those are and how they happen. And then what's the differences between focusing on pleasure versus focusing on orgasm? And like pleasure is not about one specific moment or destination, but it's the entire journey. So she has this um, analogy of like orgasm is the dinner mint at the end of the five course meal, whereas pleasure is the whole meal from bread basket to the dinner mint. So you really like, if you only focus on that mint at the end, think of all of the meal that could go by being sucky. Oh my <laughs> right? God. So instead, focus on the meal as a whole. And then when that mint shows up, you're like, fuck yeah, mint. That's a great analogy. Isn't that it makes fucking so good? much sense. Wow, like, that's good. Don't you want the salads just be crisp and delightful yes. and like hearty soup and, you know, main course you want all of it to be good you don't want just the like if the only thing you think of after a meal is the mint that's a failed meal (laughs) yeah absolutely oh i love that so good so good 
So, and then it kind of what I'd already discussed, how like mainstream definition of sex is the PV, you know, and it only lasts Mm -hmm. this long. And then part of that is because it makes good movies and good porn, like orgasms Mm -hmm. make good, like that's what you want to see in movies and in porn versus reality, (laughs) like what you want to experience. Right. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So then it talks about how to change your perception and like stop focusing only on orgasm, but to focus more on the pleasure of it. and. Mm-hmm. how both parties both sexes both genders can get hung up if they're only focusing on orgasms like like you think of it a lot of the time in relation to women because women don't have like the you know the orgasm gap exists and women don't have orgasms as frequently as men but mm-hmm. it also can be very detrimental to men trying to focus only on that end goal because it might not happen maybe they struggle with it for you know health reasons or mental reasons or any reason and focusing on that reduces the pleasure of the rest of the experience because they're just like, I'm not coming. <laughs> right. Right. So right. some of their suggestions is just take penetration off the table. Okay. You know, just do all the other stuff. Dry yeah, hump, rubbing, kissing, the... stroking, mm-hmm. sex, the like all oral. of it, mutual masturbation. Yeah erotica porn you know like listen like all of it before penetrate just take it off don't do it i also have heard somebody recommend take away the reciprocation of sex so like Mm. commit to one evening being all about one partner oh and not feeling the need to immediately like reciprocate tit for tat everything that happens and just being like okay with that and then maybe the next time you guys engage it's for the other partner you know like kind of taking turns yeah that's important i think i mean that happens with dan and i in in the mornings because i don't because you're like i don't give a fuck just have your way (laughs) just do it just yeah and i and i love it when it 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 works for him every time so (laughs) you know so i think that that is that makes a lot of sense yeah and then i think one of the final pieces that is super super key is like stop asking about orgasms do not ask Mm. like are you close did you come you came right Right. come for me take all of that away and try instead does this feel good for you what i can what can i do to bring you pleasure i want you Mm -hmm. to make me feel good like yeah things that focus on pleasure and not on the orgasm so i think that is because i still you know i hear that a lot like hey you came right and i'm like what is the answer to that that's gonna be okay (laughs) right if i tell you that's usually no (laughs) the Uh, answer's more often than not no but you yeah, don't want to hear true. that. Nope, you don't. And I don't really that. care about whether I say it or not. So, like, you know, <laughs> don't ask. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'm very, I'm very, very. Yeah, um, I won't have a problem with that. Clear when I have. Co- <laughs> it's a big deal. Yes. <laughs> so obviously, no. You will know <laughs> if you don't know. Then you haven't you seen it yet, <laughs> right? If you have to ask, that means no. <laughs> you haven't. You haven't experienced it. <laughs> I think we get a lot of these moments in some of the books that we read, though, where it's just like the pleasure first for like the woman when they're first discovering each other's bodies. I mean, it always usually ends up in an orgasm, but it's this long process where it's just like they're touching and kissing, massaging. Maybe it's just finger play for a little bit, but it's always just like a little bit at a time. So even just maybe focusing on something like that for for a little bit would, would be fine. And if it ends with an orgasm, great. If not, whatever. That's not what the end goal is. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Cool. We'll I like share it. share that article. I think it's a good article and something to keep in mind. Yeah. All right. But, you know, Ethan does not have that problem in this book because he orgasms a lot. And that's apparently that's why she has ton. babies. <laughs> and produces a shit ton. Yeah. Now she's got two babies. Although, I think that the, the two eggs were from her. <laughs> yeah, that's on her. That is on her. On well, her. it could be. It didn't have to be two eggs, though. That's true. It could, it be, could a, be one a that's frater- split. Uh, yeah, it could be identical. Uh, it could be one identical. egg split by two sperms. One egg split. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's very true. It totally can. And those powerful sperm that he's got. <laughs> I think it's going to be one boy, one girl, but that's me writing a story that I don't. I think so, too. I think you're probably right. So that makes them fraternal. And they're going to be amazing shifters. And it's just, it's going to be cute. They're going to be freaking adorable. I love the idea of shifter babies that you're not prepared for. I think in yes. most of our shifter books, they like don't get their shifter powers until they're like teens. Like, like it's part uh-huh. of puberty or it's part of yeah. your first shift is much later in most of our shifter books. But I do think the idea of a baby just, especially because he's fairy. Like Jack Jack. Yeah, like Jack Jack. Yeah. 
and they don't he doesn't just shift into one thing it's not just a Mm -hmm. wolf or whatever he can be a bird he can be a wolf he could be a fish he could just whatever he wants he can shift into Mm -hmm. it so he's a true shapeshifter and i think that would be really hilarious if you walked into your nursery and there was like two like tiny owls or something and you're just like ah (laughs) (laughs) my baby right (laughs) an owl and a duck like Like, whatever you decorated the nursery with is what they shifted to oh an elephant and a giraffe You're just like, oh no. <laughs> There's an elephant in a giraffe and we're going to have to get this under control. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> so we're excited to see how this moves forward. <laughs> So yeah, there's at least uh, two more books. There's a couple of short stories as part of this series, which I think were the way they look like they fit is in between one and two. So we haven't read them, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. may or may not read yeah. them. We're not sure. Yeah. But so far, it's a fun, fun world and I enjoy it. And I like these fairies. Yeah. They were very so unusual, unexpected fairies. They are. They're good. And the and the, the lead female characters are always really strong really smart and understanding and loving the relationship between simone and dasha is endearing i love that they're really good close friends and so yeah i guess dasha's gonna have to quit her marketing job on the other side of the country and yeah she might as well move not on over move to san Fr- like yeah leave san francisco because <laughs> your fairy mate and all carolina. his buddies live in north mm-hmm. carolina so all right cool well let's rate you think okay i think just overall i enjoyed it i was like as soon as i started it i was like oh yeah i really want to finish this book. <laughs> like i wanted to read mm-hmm. it and finish it right away so i think it's like an eight it's a solid eight i agree i think so too and i think if i'm also remembering about the sex i mean the sex was still really good i loved that scene in the woods <laughs> i thought that was very sexy i know that really was um, but even the initial just like blowjob scene uh-huh. was really good too and i think my favorite aspects about this entire world and this story is just that extra relationship that they get with each other when the when the human finds the shay and they have a shay partner <laughs> i just i love it so much and i don't know why i have i just love tom and i love that tom because tom wasn't there for the first couple parts of the book no and then he came in a little bit later and i think tom is my favorite character i think so too so. and the fact that so far i can't seem to determine that any of the books focus on tom and that really hurts yeah. my heart i know me too i just like if there's a tom book that comes out i will skip over and just read the tom book i know i need the tom book <laughs> but yeah i think eight is perfect i think that's a great it makes it aligns and um the sex the story all of it is really well put together yeah it's very good it's a fun fun read i enjoy it i want i want motorcycle riding leather wearing fairies i just do so <laughs> Yes. Well, our next book I'm so fucking excited for. <laughs> I can't stand it. It is Butcher and Blackbird. Come on, Bo- you guys have heard of it. Book one by Bryn Weaver. It's the Ruinous Love Trilogy. This book has been literally everywhere, all over Book Talk and Bookstagram, Facebook, and all of it. If you've seen it, it's the black and pink book. Silhouetted. Like, yeah, silhouetted, book. little bit of cartoony, little bit. It's definitely a uh, contemporary. I've read it. I have not listened to it. Mm-hmm. So the book for our podcast, we're going to do the audiobook. So that's read by Joe Arden and Lucy Rivers. And it's just, it's two serial killers who fall in love. And I'm <laughs> stoked to do this book and talk about it. There's so much shit I want to talk about for it. So I'm very, very, very excited that we're we're getting into that for the first book of our next year. Yes, it'll be a good kickoff to the new way we're going to be doing all of our reviews. Well, not the new way, but adding subgenres, different subgenres of romance into our jackets. So yeah, I'm excited to talk to you guys about that. I know. Join us for it. So good. So if you haven't read it, okay. But also just beware because a lot of our books haven't had as many trigger warnings as this book. If you are going to follow along with us and read with us, definitely check out that first page because it has a whole page long trigger warning. So mm, okay. So for content, yeah, content warning for people just to be aware of. I ha- Like I said, I have read it. And while it has themes because it's a serial killers, it is not a dark book. It is a dark comedy. It's a r- okay. dark romance comedy. Comedy. It really does hit <laughs> on the com- comedic level. So it's not as 
aggressive as say like haunting Adeline. So. Sure. Okay. But yeah. All right. In the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on social media. We are Dirty Books on Facebook and Instagram. And you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And in all those places, it is sh with three H's. And you can visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. If you guys can go there, rate, review, subscribe, that'd be great. And thank you so much for the music, Jim Townsend. With that, we'll say goodnight. This is Selah. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh. Reading Dirty Books with Galena and Saylet. Be sure to tune in to the next episode. Get some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them. <laughs>